0: With you don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast. Hello, and welcome to this week's Bad With Money Mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn. This week's Wednesday episode was part one of our cryptocurrency series. We talked about cryptocurrency and NFTs with some extremely exciting guests, including trans NFT artist Clara Volstead and Stefan Thomas, the man who publicized his loss of $200 million in a locked crypto wallet. This is part one of a couple of episodes we're doing exploring and debunking cryptocurrency. I know it took me, I don't know, five years to get to covering cryptocurrency, but we're doing it now, and uh, we've got a wealth of opinions. On today's show, we're gonna read a couple of short emails, get into five five star Apple reviews you guys left, which I am so grateful for, read some Discord comments, and we're gonna play a song. That's right. One of you wrote a song that is beautiful and it's inspired by Bad With Money. I'm going to play a little clip of it because it just came out today. The person told me that I'm allowed to play it because it's out in the world now. Then coming up, I'm going to preview one of our future episodes, talk about some patrons and talk a bit about HSAs because you guys have uh, sent me a lot of questions about them. We're also going to hear a voicemail. Okay, so here is an email from Pilcrow, and it says... Did you know the meaning of deadbeat? It's a derogatory term for a credit card user who pays their full balance on time every month. Truly, this system is designed to destroy us all. And then linked to Investopedia's description of what deadbeat means. Then they said, P.S. If I download the day it comes out and listen later, am I still helping? This is in reference to how I say that you need to listen to the episode the day it comes out. I imagine downloading does help. No one's ever asked me that before. Um, Then we have one more email from Erica that says, Just had to mention that I listened to the comment from a listener who thought the speech in the mailbag episodes were too fast while listening to the podcast at 2.5 times speed. Had to laugh. (laughs) So Erica's actually listening to the show faster. Another podcast I listen to admonishes listeners not to speed up the audio since it is, in the host's opinion, disrespectful. But I get to listen to double the podcast, so too bad. LOL, my player has the option to slow the audio speed as well, so all your listeners have options. I don't know who this host is who says that that's disrespectful, but look, as an artist, and yes, I am an artist, you put your art out there, and then people consume it the way they consume it. You don't get to control that. Now I'm going to read some Apple reviews. You guys left five Apple reviews. I don't know what happened, but everyone got together and said, Today is the day for Apple reviews, and I am so appreciative. So here is the first one. It's from Molly M. And it says, informative, fun, and thought-provoking. I've been listening to this show for years and never miss an episode. You'll find me listening on the Days They Drop episodes, Wednesdays and Fridays, with ears glued. I have learned so much about money management ideologies, money systems, and the larger cultural systems within which these are situated. My real rating, 17 out of 10 deep thoughts about money. For those of you wondering about the rating, it is uh, an allusion to my other podcast, Just Between Us, where we rate each episode at the end of the episode. Usually we give ratings that are above and beyond the number. So 17 out of 10 would be a great rating on Just Between Us. I often, I've been told default to 12 out of 13. I don't know why, but somebody brought up that I always rate it 12 out of 13 and then whatever I give the rating system as. So, um, thank you so much for rating me on the JBU scale. This is an Apple review from Ilunus Lectris, and it says, new fan. I'm loving this podcast, which has practical advice without buying into messed up financial systems. Five stars. Here's one from Girl with the Braid 79, getting better with money. I have learned so much from this podcast and have always felt empowered and supported by Gabby, which is not how other financial pods have felt. And the centering of marginalized voices is a huge plus. Oh my God, that's really nice. One of the nicest ones I've ever heard. Thank you so much. This is five stars from Jacob the Panda. The only money show that makes me feel empowered. As a queer non-binary folk human raised by a single mother, while trying to protect me or to protect herself from her own anxiety, she just kept me in the dark about her finances. I was kept in the dark about money in general. I just knew that to get what I wanted, I needed a job to give me money so then I can buy what I want. So this has changed my life. I'm not made to feel stupid, and also I'm glad that they addressed the fact that part of the reason I have no education is intentional. Thanks for killing it, my fluid friend. That's me. I'm your fluid friend. This is the final review. I know I'm reading a lot of Apple reviews, but honestly, like literally within a 48-hour period, you guys left five reviews, so I have to reward you. Okay, this is five stars from Sister Ray. Kind with money. Money intersects with everything. Gabby respects their listeners and gives us a show about money with a unique perspective that incorporates gender, class, race, sexuality, history, culture, and so much more. It is relevant, fascinating, and educational. Also very funny, and very vulnerable and endearing. Also, it helps that Gabby comes from a professional journalism background and tons of experience as a comedy writer and performer for some big-name media company that you have heard of. This show is broadcast quality and very professionally produced. I love a review that mentions our producer. Wow. I hope she feels seen and loved and heard. This is actually another incredible review. This is like one that I would literally put on like the front cover of Bad With Money if it had a front cover. I, I think this is everything that I hope I'm doing. Um, so thank you for saying so. Okay, now we're going to hear a voicemail. Let's do it. Hi, my name is Corey, and I'm calling from the Chagoland area, and I want to give you a humongous thank you. My amazing partner got me started on both of your podcasts, and while listening to the back catalog, specifically the episode featuring your partner, Mal, I had a bit of a revelation that caused me to reach out to my therapist and a psychiatrist. Wow, Corey, thank you so much. Yes, if you want to listen to the back catalog, we have a great episode about neurodivergence and money that was all about ADHD and autism. And one of our guests was my partner, Mal Blum, and they spoke very vulnerably about their experience with money and ADHD. Um, And so, Corey, thank you so much for appreciating them putting themselves out there like that. Uh, I also want to say that for those of you that call in and leave voicemails, previously there was a cutoff at 30 seconds. Uh, I have realized that that is untenable because you guys like to talk. So now you will have three minutes. And if you want to say more than that, you can email me a voice memo. Uh, Some of you have really sent in, I would say the longest one we've gotten was 16 minutes. And you'll be able to hear that on our pet insurance episode. I'm not going to keep all 16 minutes in, but I will say that if you want the option, It is there. So now here is a Discord comment that says, Have there been any Bad With Money pod episodes about the nonprofit industrial complex or criticisms of the charity model? And then someone responded and said, the only relevant one I remember is the episode about the cancer awareness problems. Yes, we did an episode about pinkwashing cancer. I do wanna highlight that there was another episode that we did about charity. It is called Making Your Donations Count with Chloe Coburn. Um, This is the description Everyone is donating, but where should we donate, and how do we know what impact our money is having? And then I spoke to Chloe Coburn, who is the program officer for Open Philanthropy, and it's her job to figure out the best places to put your money if you want to help with criminal justice reform, ending bail, electing politicians and district attorneys that share progressive values, ending mass incarceration, and tons of other worthwhile causes— Um, So basically, if you go and search that episode with Chloe Coburn, her last name is spelled C-O-C-B-U-R-N. I know that's not what it sounds like, but that is how you spell it. So if you want to search, the episode is called Making Your Donations Count. This is an episode that we did a year and a half ago. Go check that out for the person who is asking about more episodes about charity. Okay, this is another Discord comment. If you want to join the Discord, the link will be in the description below. The Discord is one of my favorite places to hang out. So, this person wrote, because of what Bella said on the dating episode about dating app photos, which, by the way, this person is referencing Bella Gandhi, who spoke on our Love Costs a Thing episode about paying to date. Um, So this person says, because of that episode, quote, my friends and I did a fun little experiment where we picked what photos we would choose for each other. It was really fun to see each other's pics. A theme I noticed was that people did not tend to choose photos of themselves smiling joyfully, but would often choose them for other people. This was also the case for myself. I didn't realize how many of us were so self-conscious about our smiles. And it made me feel a lot better about mine. Yes! Okay, I mentioned this on the last mailbag. We don't often choose photos of ourselves smiling if we want to put photos up on dating apps, but then obviously other people love photos of people smiling. So don't criticize your smile too much. I think it really lets people that swipe on you see that you're like a joyful, fun person, you know? Maybe you don't think you look hot or whatever, but people tend to like pictures of people smiling. So yes, I'm glad you did that experiment. We did talk about that in the episode with Bella Gandhi called Love Costs a Thing. So go check that out if you also want to do a similar experiment with your friends and dating profile photos. Okay, so this is a comment from the Discord that says, can I second the idea of discussing HSA accounts in an episode? I don't really get them. I'm happy I have one so that there's some set aside when they come up, but my medical expenses so far are super low. I get nervous about putting too much into it since it's only for medical expenses, and I'm much more worried about other potential emergencies than getting sick or hurt. Oh, also might be interesting looking into what HSAs would and would not cover in relation to the upcoming Medical Tourist episode. Great question! And so I did a little deep dive for you, and I read a bunch about HSAs because... I have insurance through the Writers Guild, the WGA, which tends to have really good insurance. So uh, my accountant had told me that I didn't actually need an HSA, even though I thought that I did. I'm not sure if that's correct, uh, but that's just what he told me. So I looked into it, and basically uh, what I found was an article from the Mayo Clinic that says, If you're generally healthy and you want to save for future healthcare expenses, an HSA may be an attractive choice. Or if you're near retirement, an HSA may make sense because the money can be used to offset the costs of medical care after retirement. It also kind of was similar to a lot of what you guys said about pet insurance in the upcoming pet insurance episode, which is like, do you just put money aside in a general savings account, such as an HSA, for future medical expenses, or do you rely on your insurance? And it really depends on what kind of insurance plan you have. So for instance, on healthcare.gov, it says, because this money is uh, set aside on a pre-tax basis, it means that you are using the dollars untaxed. And you can use it to pay for deductibles, co-pays, expenses, things like that. Now, there is some limit on what an HSA will actually cover, but to be fair, there's a limit on what your insurance will cover too. So it's kind of up to you. Healthcare.gov said that if you have a high deductible plan um, that you can combine that with an HSA. This is what healthcare.gov said. If you enroll in a high deductible plan, you may pay a lower monthly premium but have a higher deductible, meaning you pay for more of your health care items and services before the insurance plan pays. If you combine your high deductible with an HSA, you can pay that deductible plus other qualified medical expenses using money you set aside in your tax-free HSA. So a bunch of you wrote in and actually were very, very pro-HSA, which makes total sense. A lot of people are. If you go to smartasset.com slash insurance, you can read an article I found called Who Do HSAs Make Sense For? Actually, let me play a voicemail from Stephanie, who had something to say about this too. Hi, this is Stephanie calling from Brooklyn. I think that your show should talk about tax-advantaged investing accounts It usually does not make sense for people to invest in regular brokerage accounts unless they have already, and this is for Americans, unless they've already maxed out all the tax advantage accounts that they can. These are huge dollar amounts of benefits for people. And I would hate to see people start investing and leave these kind of benefits on the table. So, what Stephanie is talking about is. An HSA is called a savings account, but like a lot of savings accounts, it is actually invested. So an HSA is money in the account, but then you also have to invest that money. Sometimes the um, bank that you choose will have a a fund that they tend to put the HSA money into. But yes, that money is invested. So it's not just sitting there. It's building on itself. Also, there is a limit to how much you can put in. So when Stephanie talks about maxing out, that means that every year in your HSA or in your FSA, uh, which is another tax advantage account, there's a certain amount of money you can put in and then that's it per year. So for HSAs, I think it's like $3,500 or $3,600. So what this person is talking about is opening up all the different tax advantage accounts you can and then putting the money in there so that it's not taxed, but it is invested. Tax advantage means that the money is not taxed until you take it out. Honestly, now you guys are convincing me. Maybe we do need to do a whole episode about this. (laughs) In the meantime, I hope that helped, and I guess, yeah, I guess what happened here was I talked myself into doing a whole episode, so thank you. To me and to Stephanie. Before we get into the song that someone wrote, I want to welcome our new patrons, Kayla, Katie, and Dana. Thank you so much. You can join my Patreon at patreon.com slash Dunn. The time has come. One of my listeners, Baby Velvet, who is a fan of the pod, reached out to tell me they wrote a song called Bad With Money that was inspired by this podcast I've never had that happen before I am truly touched. The song is so good. Like I listened to it being like is this gonna be good? It's really good um, It came out today. I'm gonna play a little of it and then in the description I will direct you to where you can hear the whole thing. So here's a little bit of Bad With Money a song by Baby Velvet that they wrote for me. I can't help it if I'm bad I tell myself, tomorrow I'll just eat milk and honey. My mother told me I should sort it out through matrimony. She's a workaholic, anorexic, apocalyptic money. My heart, it beats so fast inside my chest. just always me oh my god okay i i don't want to play too much and give it away but isn't that so good oh my god so that song is called bad with money uh i'm gonna link to it in the description baby velvet told me that they wrote it Based on this show, after listening to this show, and as a fan of this show, and I love when things are about me. If you have written a song about me, and you're not my partner who has done that, I would love to hear from you. Be sure to email me at gabbyisbadwithmoney at gmail.com. Leave me a voicemail at 844-474-4040. The voicemails are now allowed to be longer than 30 seconds. We did it, y'all. You can also email me a voice memo if you want to send one that's incredibly long Join our online communities too. We're on Instagram, Discord, TikTok, Patreon, and Facebook. Links to all of these will be listed in the episode description. Don't forget to listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Also, thank you to the five people who decided to write five-star Apple reviews within a span of a weekend. I really appreciate it and I love you all. On Wednesday, we have an episode coming out with Dan Olson that I'm so excited about. If you have not seen his video, Line Goes Up, go to YouTube and watch it immediately so that you'll be ready for the episode. Okay, love you. Bye.